welcome back to the Business Student Podcast. First of all, Kleena and I would like to wish you a very happy new year. We know it's a little bit late, but this is our first episode of 2023. We wish you every success in both your personal and professional journeys. My name is Amy, and as usual, I'm here with the amazing Kleena Jordan as we spend this episode chatting to the lovely Tomas Scully about all things entrepreneurship. Tomas is currently out in Boston working with Enterprise Ireland as a trade development executive. Just before we delve into the entrepreneurial brain of Tomas, we would like to give a big shout out to our sponsor Bowsy, who continue to bring students paid remote project work, which allows them to enhance their CVs and expand their networks. Make sure to check them out and their recent opportunities at Bowsy.com. We really hope you enjoy this first episode of 2023 as much as we did. Tomas, thank you so much for joining us today and letting us pick your brains a little bit in terms of all things entrepreneurship, Enterprise Ireland. As a Kildare woman myself, it's great to see the lily white flag being flown a little bit, especially abroad. But to kick us off today, if you wouldn't mind giving us a bit of an insight into yourself, an introduction, what you've done, what you're currently doing, that would be fab. Thanks, Amy. It's a pleasure to join you this morning. More than happy to do it. Thanks for having me on. So my name is uh, Tomas Gully. I'm uh, 23. I'm from Monastraven in County Kildare. But um, as you know well, I uh, went to school in Newbridge. I graduated from there in 2017. And from there, I went into uh, Trinity College and I studied business in German. I think my favorite parts from university would definitely be my third year Erasmus in Germany. I really enjoyed that. Got a great opportunity to travel around Europe uh, as part of that, um, you know, outside of the educational part, obviously. From there, I went into the national program in Enterprise Ireland. So that's based in their Dublin HQ. I worked in the high potential startups division. So that's the VC arm of the organization. So um, there's a steady stream of startups that come through Enterprise Ireland and the HBSU team work on the funding side of, of these startups to, to propel them forward in their progress. Uh, from there, I progressed to my current role, which uh, is a trade development executive based in Boston. And I, I work with a life sciences portfolio and my particular focus is on the digital health section of that portfolio. Okay, great. Um, so moving on then, kind of to speak a little bit more than specifically about Enterprise Ireland. I know that a lot of people will be extremely interested to hear um, a bit more about your personal experience, but if you wouldn't mind giving us a bit more of an insight into the way the Enterprise Ireland programme is is structured and the potential, I suppose, domains or industries that um, our graduates could potentially find themselves in within the programme. Yes, yeah, definitely. So there, there are two uh, main strands to the graduate programme that Enterprise Ireland offer. First of all, is the national programme. That's where I began. Uh, that's where graduates are placed in uh, a unit of Enterprise Ireland's HQ in Dublin. So it, within the office in Dublin, there are over 600 staff uh, across a, a broad variety of uh, departments. So you could be placed in a multitude of departments such as HR, uh, strategic policy, client-facing roles like what I did in HBSU. You could be placed in finance. And the Enterprise Ireland team do try and match your skills and abilities 
to the particular department that they're placing you. So, for example, I was very insistent on uh, a client-facing role, and hence I was I was put into that HVSU department, which which I thoroughly enjoyed. Separately, there's the international program, which a lot of our listeners will probably know about. Enterprise Ireland has over forty offices overseas, um, and the selected graduates are placed in an overseas office. Again, they're their skills and attributes are matched with the location, so they'll be matched to a particular portfolio. Um, so, for example, here in Boston, I work on a life sciences portfolio, and it, it, it tends to be the case that the graduate has some level of experience or previous exposure to that sector. But equally, there are cases where um, that's not the case, and the graduate is expected to learn the ropes on, on the job and, and kind of figure out the sector in in their learning so they're the key the two key strands i suppose um but the application process looks the same for both you can you can actually apply for both and it's the same application or you can opt for one or the other okay brilliant so for me anyway and i'm sure clean i will feel the same and no doubt our listeners that definitely lines it out a little bit clearer for us um, and kind of paints a clearer picture in terms of a bit more of an explanation into the into the program links a little bit more into our next question so I feel like graduates of today, on one hand, it's kind of a double-edged sword. I mean, on one hand, there's so many opportunities out there that there's so much scope. And I mean, kind of nothing is impossible in terms of the, the domain that potential graduates would want to go into. However, the other side of that is there's an awful lot to take into consideration. And it's very easy to become overwhelmed and sidetracked by listening to what your peers are doing or what maybe family members or friends have done previously. So what we're wondering is how did how did you decide on the Enterprise Ireland? I mean, was it a case of you applied for a few different grad programs and then you said, okay, throughout the interview process, you preferred one to the other? Or was it kind of um, shopping around a little bit? What made you at the time say, you know what, Enterprise Ireland, this grad program is what I want to do right now? First of all, I would say it was a very difficult uh, decision making process, I would say. Uh, a lot of changes, you know, a lot of different priorities came to light as as the year progressed. But I think if I start back to when when I returned home from my Erasmus in Germany uh, in third year, I, I actually came home prematurely due to the pandemic. And I remember coming home on the back of how, how much I enjoyed that time in Germany. I insisted that my priority for, for after university was to, to work abroad and to uh, n- not find a job in Ireland rather to, to get abroad again because I, I thoroughly enjoyed that experience and, and I found it very fulfilling uh, overall. But then throughout final year, which of course was remote, it the idea of working abroad became more and more challenging and, and a more kind of um, alien concept really. So then my attention turned to accounting. I was really enjoying my accounting lectures in final year. Um, I felt that that's where my greatest strengths lay. And my priority then was to uh, to achieve a, a position on a graduate program in, a, in, a, in a, an accounting firm in Dublin. Thankfully, I went about those applications early in the year and I, I received a contract and signed a contract um, in, I think it was October of final year. So at that stage, I decided this, this is where I'm going. I was delighted. Um, I felt I got exactly what I wanted. But then as the year progressed... I was uh, slowly but surely working my way through the Enterprise Ireland uh, application process, amongst many others. Um, and, you know, 
as luck would have it, I was fortunate enough to achieve a position on the program. But even then, again, I had the difficult decision as to whether or not I would forego the, uh, the, the position in an accounting firm, which would afford me the opportunity to work towards professional qualification and become a chartered accountant within three and a half years, which is, of course, in itself is a very attractive offer. The, the kind of the upside for the Enterprise Ireland program was I felt that it would be uh, more exposure to clients earlier on, which was a key priority for me. And secondly, uh, the opportunity to work abroad was was closer on the horizon. So those two factors kind of pushed me to, to, to Enterprise Ireland, but I will say it was a very difficult decision. I think importantly as well, it's important to mention that uh, there were applications where I was rejected. And I think that's a really important part of the process as well. I think my attitude at, during final year was if I wasn't getting rejected from some programs, I wasn't putting in enough applications. So I think that part of the process is really important as well. Um, and if there's ever an opportunity to seek feedback from from uh, a program that you're rejected from, I think that's that's crucial and, and a really, um, you know, it, it can offer some really good learning for you going forward. Absolutely love the idea of kind of the the positive alternative and trying to put a positive spin on it because 100% I mean you you can just lose so much morale in terms of trying to apply for these programs and potentially they may not be going your way so it's definitely trying to learn from I mean mistakes or learn from each application process and definitely the the constructive feedback is something that I mean sometimes can be a bitter pill to swallow um, if you're not exactly getting the feedback that you would have um, wanted. But in the long run, I feel like that's the only way that we can um, improve because we may be missing things that hiring managers or recruitment teams um, would be picking up on. Then the idea, which I feel like Kleena and I can very, very much relate to, the idea of going back abroad. Is that something that was kind of um, a non-negotiable for you when you were looking at these um, these opportunities in front of you or what was it that um, made you say, you know, I think I would like to be abroad. I think I would like to be in that setting because I know Cleena and I have spoke about this before, but I feel once you have lived, studied, worked in that international environment, it's something that you can really thrive on. And I know that Cleena and I would very much share the same opinion on that so would you be the same or what would your opinions on that be no it it definitely it was a, a priority all along as i say since coming back from erasmus definitely it was it was kind of um it was a nagging desire in my brain and i I've, that was kind of the game plan as soon as i went into enterprise Ireland was to gain gain experience in the office in dublin figure out how the organization works and then go abroad once once the opportunity presented itself. But just an important thing to 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 note as well is, I suppose, in describing my journey there, you can see how much your priorities can change in such a short space of time. And I think as a final year student, that can be very daunting. It's like you know, I want this this week, and then next week I want something different. And you feel that when you're when you're choosing a graduate program or your entry level job, that you're making this enormous commitment. But if I Move just to a statistic like the quit rates in in the workforce are are twenty five percent higher than they were pre pandemic. So there's a lot of movement happening in the workforce. But importantly, only thirty five percent of people who are leaving their current jobs are taking a job in the same industry. And I think this statistic is really important in showing that 
the workforce is very dynamic. If you start off in a job and you feel that something else you might be more interested in or aligns better with with your interests, you can make that change and that's becoming the norm now. And I just, I think that, you know, students can take great comfort from that, that you're, you know, there's nothing finite necessarily about the first job that you accept. It's a constant learning process. Um, and I think that's really important throughout, throughout your career. In terms of how you found the process and any experience let's say in university that you may have had would you have said that you would have needed any background in entrepreneurship in terms of your university modules do you think that kind of gave you an edge when it came to the program um it's an interesting question i would say in in my um final two years kind of the way i chose modules was was kind of results oriented i wanted to get the best results i could achieve in college and there i didn't actually i did an innovation uh, creative thinking module in i think it was first year of university and um I, I i quite enjoyed it but really my interest in the entrepreneurship side of things and and figuring out that it was client facing role that i wanted was kind of it was a mixture of two things throughout university i got I got involved with with several innovation competitions and, and initiatives that were going on so that was both um so when i was on erasmus i entered a schneider go green innovation competition and i think what i discovered really was that i i really enjoyed the pitching session and i enjoyed that 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 q a section that for a lot of people might seem like a daunting uh, thing to do. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the pressure. I enjoyed the, you know, the, the figuring it out in your feet um, and, and trying to have all the answers ahead of time. I, I definitely enjoyed that process. I also, when I came back from Rasmus, I was involved with uh, Tangent, which is the uh, entrepreneurship uh, body in, in Trinity. And again, I got involved with, with a hackathon that they did. And again, I really, really enjoyed that. And it was a similar learning. I, I enjoyed that pitch session and and just the ideation process. I, I definitely thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and I definitely encourage anybody who has any sort of interest in that side of things. It's a, you know, I think most colleges and universities in Ireland has an equivalent. Apart from the entrepreneurship societies of that, there's usually a body dedicated to it in college. So it's very, very good to, to get involved in. I think my main regret from, from college was that I didn't get involved with Tangent sooner because they run some really good initiatives uh, that you can get a lot of learnings from. But also, I think I'd point my um, my work during university. So uh, each summer throughout my time in university, I worked in a, a call center for AES, which is uh, essentially a waste bin company in in um, in Kildare, based in Kildare, but cover majority of Leinster. Um, it's under board, the Board Namona um, name. And although that work was really challenging, testing at times, I learned a huge amount from it. And again, I discovered something that I could bring to the to the workforce, which was um, dealing with let's just say angry people so you know they weren't bringing in to say how great a job we were doing collecting their pins um it tended to be disgruntled uh, or aggravated customers and and bringing them around to to actually having a, a, a proper conversation and, and figuring out their problems and, and being solutions oriented i suppose i learned a lot about myself and what what value i could bring to to a future role and i think those things combined the the entrepreneurship initiatives and my work in uh, in Board Pomona, I think those together, like I say, I learned a lot about myself and that that shaped what my priorities for, for my graduate career. 
I think it's super interesting what you touched on there, Tomas, in terms of your own work experience before Enterprise Ireland. I mean, I, I feel like there's an awful lot of pressure on, on students, on, on young graduates to, their, I mean, their, their part-time jobs or their, or their first jobs out of college need to be somewhat related to what they potentially want to end up in. But at the end of the day, it's very much, a lot of the time, it's very much about developing those soft skills, those transferable skills that will stand to us in the future when it comes to being differentiated in the interview process. So I find that extremely interesting, um, what you were touching on there, that, okay, the work experience and and the part-time job that you had previously, although it wasn't directly linked to, you know, entrepreneurship, it very much allowed you to explore those, you know, skills that you may not otherwise have had the opportunity to develop in other roles, which are standing to now. So, so that's great to hear and quite reassuring. Um, the next thing we'd like to know is if you could dive into a little bit um, into some of the benefits I suppose for for students going into entrepreneurship and I suppose the opportunities of entrepreneurship that we have at the moment in Ireland. Yes definitely um, I think there's a huge focus from even above Enterprise Ireland our, our, our parent department the Department of Enterprise I suppose what they work towards is creating a, a systematic hub or ecosystem of entrepreneurship in Ireland. It's designed to make entrepreneurship possible and to provide a great landscape for people to launch a business and, and for it to grow. That's actually something that's very unusual. Um, you know, if you take a lot of the, you know, re- really cool um, startups and, and businesses that have come of, from the past few years, let's point to the likes of, of Airbnb or Facebook, where um, it was kind of, you know, people called them the overnight successes, where uh, a bunch of students thought of these ideas in their back garage or whatever. That's absolutely amazing. And, and they've come to be great businesses. But um, it's a little different in Ireland. It's it's a systematic approach. And I think that's reflected in the numbers of startups that we see co- come out every year. Enterprise Ireland even um, supports nearly 100 st- startup companies each year. But coming back to the student question, I, I think the reason I make that point is because I want to be clear that there is a very strong landscape there if students really feel that they have a good idea uh, and they want to develop that even straight out of college. So just some of the initiatives that, that students could get involved with in where they can um, actually leverage their, their entrepreneurial abilities or, or if they have a startup idea. I'd even go back to pre-college, pre-university in case we have some younger listeners on. I think even, you know, the, the local enterprise office is running the likes of the mini companies in TY. I think a lot of people all over the country get the, get the opportunity to, to do that. Uh, it's a great initiative to get involved. There's also the Young Scientist Exhibition, which is something I got involved in. I was lucky enough to do in, in fifth year school. Um, but then we moved to, to college and university. And like I mentioned earlier, there are a lot of initiatives in our universities to kind of breed on, entrepreneurship at an early stage. And then from an Enterprise Ireland perspective, the the the, the best example that comes to mind is the Student Entrepreneurship Awards, um, it, it, which take place every year. And if I just use an example, the winner of the Entrepreneur of the Year in 2020, his name is Marco Sullivan uh, from County Cork. T- to give you an idea of the, the life cycle of, of somebody that might come through those awards ceremony, I was in Indiana a few weeks ago with Mark, where he was deploying his technology on the wards of, of a hospital system. And it's just very interesting to see that life cycle. And, and you know, he was recognized in 2020 for being the Entrepreneur of the Year. 
and enterprise Ireland are, are still there with them in the middle of the US in in 2022. So it's just to show that that that, that support is available the whole way through. It starts with your local enterprise office, uh, and then enterprise Ireland work hand in hand with that. So if there are students out there who feel that that's something they would like to pursue, uh, I would say seek out the supports. They are there. Seek out the supports. Get involved early, uh, and and you know d- don't let kind of your your younger age or your lack of experience put you off um, because the, the supports are there. I think equally for, for people who don't necessarily want to jump straight into their own startup, because naturally enough, that's a very, you know, it's it's a risky kind of daunting prospect for a lot of people. There are a huge amount of SMEs in, in the Irish economy. There's over 270,000 SME ent- enterprises in the Irish economy. So there are huge opportunities there as well. Of course, there are pros and cons, the same as everything. Um, I think the, the pros you, you can expect will be increased responsibility, dynamic and changing environments if it's an earlier stage company, which can provide a bit more variety in your work. And then there's also often opportunities to go overseas um, when it's a small team and they're looking to, to put boots on the ground in a new market. The younger members of the team may be the ones best equipped to make that life change at, at any given time. So th- th- there are those opportunities. It's saying that over 90% of SMEs in Ireland employ less than 10 people. So, of course, that would have social implications on, on social dynamics in, in the workplace. So um, a very, very good opportunity for, for, for students, but, but certainly uh, some considerations there. Great, Tomas. Thank you so much. So the last question that we had, well, not even a question, it was more just to see whether you had uh, any final comments you wanted to add, any additions, anything that we hadn't covered? I think just generally speaking, I would say, you know, to, 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 to people that are, that are making these, these what seem like very, very large decisions, um, so definitely do your research uh, throughout, throughout both final year of college, but even previous to that. And it doesn't necessarily have to be scrolling through jobs, websites, but building self-awareness, figuring out where are your strengths and weaknesses and, and then putting them together to figure out what value you can best bring to the to the market. I would say when you're looking at roles, seek a role that aligns with your values. Uh, this will increase your level of purpose in the role. And that, that can be a difficult, difficult thing to do, um, but it's definitely worth spending the time doing. Generally speaking, I would say focus not on what you get in a graduate role or an entry-level job, Rather focus on what you're becoming. Uh, does it does it align with with where you see yourself going? I think there are two things guaranteed in your professional career, and that is challenge and change. And I think the sooner you become comfortable with these aspects of your career, the further you're likely to go. When a challenge arises, you know shift your mindset t- to working that into an opportunity. When there's change, make sure you're making progress. It's just that shift in mindset and attitude can make a huge difference in, in propelling you on your, on your professional journey. I'd say, you know, there's nothing anyone can do to prevent you from, from reaching your potential. Um, it's, you know, there's plenty of opportunity out there. Identify your vision, your dream early on. Develop the skills to get there. Um, you know, regularly reassess those skills. See where you're at. Make adjustments and pursue a course that reflects who you truly are and you can't go too far wrong. Amazing, Tomas. Thank you so much for those parting words of wisdom as a uh, final year student really does make a difference. And it's uh, it's really nice to see 
both Amy and yourself. So Amy, one year out of college and yourself. Is it two or three years now? Two. Two, yeah. So it's great to see all the different opportunities that come up and uh, the reflection kind of on the past two years. So thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Best luck with your new chapter now over stateside. Thanks, Amy. It's lovely to see the the Newbridge flag or the Kildare flag even being being flown. So that's great. But thank you very much, Tomas. We really appreciate it. And um, I'm sure our listeners will as well. So thank you. Best of luck with everything. Thank you very much.